thought I thought the guy that played Willy Wonka was Nicolas Cage. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I understand. I feel like they, there is resemblance. Gene Wilder, Nicolas Cage, there is resemblance. I have to admit. <laughs> they look like they could be first cousins. I'm Hannah, and I love chocolate. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I dislike chocolate, but I <laughs> love Willy Wonka, which is coincidentally <laughs> the movie that we'll be reviewing today. So, Sarah, you don't yes, like you don't like chocolate. I I'm so sorry, but like every time you said that to me, it just didn't stay in my brain i was like okay someone in the world doesn't like chocolate but i never internalize that it's you it's one of my friends it's me it's you sarah why why it's really sticky in my throat like is that i don't know it's like is that kind of weird it's just like when it melts it just it coats my throat and i feel like i can't swallow <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just unpleasant yeah i just don't like the taste of it it's about the texture and the yeah, taste? it's the texture. It's it's the, t- the taste is okay, but like it's like it's too overwhelming. And dark chocolate is just like gross. I can't. So. I can't with this. We might, we um, might but have I to... like hot chocolate and the smell of chocolate. So so it's not all bad, Hannah. Okay, so it's not like you are repulsed by all chocolate in every form. Yeah, I like chocolate coated strawberries. I just like chocolate with other things, not by itself, I guess. I can see that. It's just like too much overwhelming. Um, I usually don't feel that way, but if I eat like a really rich dark chocolate, 85% or higher than I feel that way. But I don't feel that way about like Kit Kat or, you know, like regular milk, milk chocolate. It's just... Isn't dark chocolate just like crumbly and like hard and bitter Mm -hmm. like dark chocolate it isn't doesn't it's 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 just it's it doesn't even taste good i i like it i've heard like secondhand like i think my friend was like oh my sister doesn't like chocolate but i always forget that I, i have a friend that doesn't like chocolate and i'm like oh my gosh Oh my gosh, because I love chocolate. Yeah. I love sugar. I love chocolate. I love chocolate. (laughs) I'm going to probably die from diabetes. Probably. If I live long enough. I just want to point out that Willy Wonka, like the original movie and book, is like about candy and not just chocolate. And I love candy. So hard candies are my like number one Thing, so and you get disturbed when i bite hard candies yeah oh my gosh like you are crazy like <laughs> you bite lollipops that is honestly that's insanity i'm not a very patient person you know this but it's a lollipop i don't care <laughs> like i can't accept that i can't accept mean? that hannah you cannot Wait, do what that. do you mean it's a lollipop because it's it's no it's meant to be like had and not bitten like licked you mean yeah it's meant to be like licked in your mouth you know we're still talking about lollipops right <laughs> okay so we're reviewing wonka like the recent wonka movie prequel the prequel the 2023 movie that has recently come out but 
Yep. You have read the book, like the original Roald, Roald Dahl, is that his name? Book? Like the children's yeah. book? Yes, the children's book. And you've also watched both of the previous movies. There's the 1971 uh, film ad- adaptation of the book, and then there's the 2005 one with Johnny Depp, I believe. Have you watched? Yep. So you could say I'm a fan. <laughs> Please tell me. Okay, out of the three movies, this recent one and 2005-1971, which one is your favorite, Sarah? Um, I'd have to say 1971, because it's kind of like the OG. Um, but truly, I have nothing bad to say about this 2023 remake. I did not like the 2005 movie, but um, you watched them, you know, because we were watching Wonka kind of recently, right? Or you watched the 1971 one. Yeah, I did. One. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I did. So I did. And how did you feel? Okay, so first of all, I might have read the book when I was a kid. I just don't remember. And of course, because mm-hmm. it's so popular and relevant in pop culture, so like I knew about the plot, even though like I don't, right? I don't know if I read the book, but I, I, I was like, okay, I know what happens, more or less, right? Right. But yeah, like when I, when I searched up the IMDb reviews of both the 1971 and the 2005 one, I was like, okay. The 2005 one, ratings are a bit too low for me to watch it. I know that sounds like a snob thing, but mm-hmm. if it dips below like a certain um, number on IMDb or percentage on Rotten Tomato, I'm not going to watch it unless I'm like hate watching it, you know, <laughs> like I'm watching it to oh, make fun damn. of it. Um, What's your threshold? If you remind me, I'll tell you after we stop recording, but... Okay, okay, because I have a threshold too. okay you gotta i feel like because there's you know as someone who loves watching movies but also doesn't have that much spare time right now it's like you gotta be selective it's just how it is yeah you know that's okay it's not to say that i would never watch something that's like you know below a certain rating like it just depends on the situation yeah never say never as never justin biebs once said exactly um, as the Biebs once said. a famous Canadian you know we're both Canadian I think people know who Justin Bieber is I'm just saying he's Canadian we're Canadian we gotta support Canadians anyway okay. fair, fair fair not that he needs our support <laughs> it's like shout out just I think Bieber. he's doing okay I think yeah. so too um so what's your star rating for this 2023 recently released prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, What do you think about Wonka? Give us your star rating and maybe one sentence of overall vibes, feeling. Um, A 4.5. And... Okay, I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't know, but I totally forgot that it was a musical. And as you know, I love musicals. (laughs) So, like... When he started singing, I was like, damn, like, it's even better than I thought, like, it would be. Yeah, I I was in the same boat. Like, the whole time we talked about reviewing this, I didn't know it was going to be a musical either. I didn't even know the 1971 movie was a musical either, so I was 
surprise, but I also enjoy that aspect. How about you? What are what is your star rating? So the fraction, okay, is <laughs> okay, no, no, I'm not gonna get fraction. The decimal is three point seven two three. No. But for the sake of not going off into crazy town with the uh, you already decimal did points, I know in the past, but this is now. I'm a new woman. <laughs> okay. Four out of five. I'll round it up, not down. Okay. You know, I I I I wanted to give it a five out of five. But then I I have to like reserve that for, you know, my favorite movies. So I really love this movie. Okay, on, the last thing I will say on a sort of meta level that's not actually about the plot itself. Okay, is like there are some celebrities that are kind of too famous, or I've seen them in too many different things. Okay, that like I can't I can't see them as the character. I just see them as the actor or the actress. Okay. So like with Timothy Chalamet, and I know like there's his his name is like Timothée or you know there's a French pronunciation, but I'm gonna call him Timothy because I can't say. <sighs> Getting worked up kind of be like a like a me problem. Like it's not because he's not a good actor. Like I think he was very good in this movie. It's just like I've seen him in Dune. I've seen him in. What was it called? Call me by your name. I've seen him like I I don't know. It's just like I I just see him and I'm like oh it's Timothy Chalamet. That's you know that's interesting because I've only seen him in Little Women, which I totally forgot until like this moment, and I didn't know anything about him other than that. So to me, he is now Wonka, maybe forever. I don't know. See, I would have liked that experience. I'm glad you can see him as as Wonka because the whole time I was just like the guy who's dating Kylie Jenner, the guy who's, you know, like from this movie and that movie, and I feel the same way with a lot of other actors, um, in Hollywood too. So it's not just him. Okay. Um, would you like to give like a one liner summary? <laughs> the best way I can describe this movie from my perspective is, um, boy who makes chocolate wants to establish a chocolate shop in the city but the pre-existing chocolatiers don't want him there and he gets into a slave contract yep <laughs> but he escapes and recruits the other slave contract people to help him achieve his dream and open a chocolate store. That was a run-on sentence. Honestly, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, anything Roald Dahl is like my, my childhood. So, like, everything Matilda. I was watching was just like... Wait, was Matilda Roald... Yeah, Ro- yeah. Roald Dahl? Matilda, like, BFG, James and the Giant Peaches. Those were, like, my favorite, favorite books, movies, everything. I don't remember much, but I did read Matilda, and I remember that Matilda annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, I love Matilda. I wanted to be Matilda. I have, like, I have stared at stuff, like, hoping oh that God. I could be Matilda. I, I just remember thinking, God, Matilda's annoying. 
<laughs> you're like i want to be her yeah I'm so actually sorry. though i'm not even kidding good thing we're not reviewing matilda because then we might have to just fight it out have you like know, an altercation have, like we should re- we should review it because i remember she was really annoying no. like from my perspective okay okay it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay i'm okay you're okay <laughs> i'm okay all right. Anyway, we're not reviewing Matilda, so so Willy Wonka. So a- as as Hannah said, he's he's here to establish his chocolate shop at like the was it like Gourmet Gallery? <laughs> the Gallery Gourmet. That that's the same thing. Okay, like there's it I don't is, know, it's like a street. It's... it's like a street with chocolate shops. Um and that's his dream. Yeah, it's like a square or like a you know, like an area in the city. Yeah. yeah, and um, I think there's like a song that it starts with, right? Like something about I forget what this. Okay, you know what? I think it's important to like have the correct name of the song because I love the song. A hat full of dreams. Okay. Yep, that's what the song is called, and it's so good. It's like it's like a musical number following him as he's entering the city, and it's like he had like however much money in his pocket and by the end of the song it was just like all gone within the day because you know he's really naive and he just got scammed pretty much out of all his money yeah i kind of got the feeling too that the first things okay the first thing i thought about him was wow he's really kind-hearted but also really naive which is realistic it was kind of like relatable actually because this is not really the same situation, but, you know, like, I feel like throughout my life until university, I was, like, kind of sheltered. And then going to university in a pretty big city, um, not that, like, anyone actually conned me, but, like, I was definitely kind of upcharged for things where, like, I could have gotten them cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I burned through, like, a lot of money just because, like, I didn't know, like, oh, you shouldn't go here because this is, like, a tourist trap. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I wasn't gonna, I was gonna say I was always jaded, but I realized I got scammed, like, <laughs> in first year for, like, textbooks, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to, like, orientation, they're like, you need to buy all the textbooks, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to buy all the textbooks. And I'm I'm still salty about that because they were expensive. Yeah, I, I, I feel like in general, there's a lot of things in life that like now I know, like you don't have to buy like the things that they tell you to because yeah. it's not necessarily in your best interest. Um, anyway, yeah, so he, he is kind of wide-eyed naive i don't know how old he's supposed to be but to me he seemed like early 20s very early 20s maybe like 19 and and his attitude right and you know like him getting scammed out of all his money on day one is not even the worst scam that happens to him because you know as hannah says he got into a slave contract so (laughs) let's talk about that yeah i was surprised that they had this scene where you know it starts off very wholesome because like he has nowhere to stay because he's broke and then like okay also he has a magic hat like he's apparently also a magician not just like a chocolate person he's a magician inventor chocolatier so he has like a hat that he takes out stuff from he takes out like a tea set and then this 
man comes and is like, oh, you don't have anywhere to stay? You can come with me. And he looks like a bit sketchy, but when he came into the um, boarding house, it says on Wikipedia. Yes, I'm on Wikipedia. I'm citing my sources. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Scrubbit's boarding house. Okay, so he goes there. Because the uh, the guy, Bleacher, brings him there. And at first, I'm thinking, like, wow, Mrs. Scrubbit seems like a nice lady. Yeah, and, like... But then... And, and <laughs> this Bleacher guy, he has a dog. So I was like, someone with a dog? They can't be, like, all that mean. Oh, my God, Sarah. Okay, well, well... Well, so... Wait, as someone who has had a dog and is also mean and not a particularly good person... I can confirm that dogs can be good judges of character, but not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree <laughs> with that. It's just, like, my first instinct is still, like, oh, if they have a dog, they must be nice. But as, like, someone who has dogs and has a dog and met lots of other people who have dogs, you know, I, I definitely know that this is untrue. Yeah, I understand the instinct. Um. Anyway, so he's, like... He's, like, trying to check in, or check into this, this, like, hotel, like, inn-type situation. He's like, I don't have any money. And they're like, oh, no, it's no problem. Like, you can just pay, I think it's, like, one, I forget what their currency is. I don't know why I want to say shilling. I know that's wrong. It's not shilling, but I don't know what it okay, is. Okay, let's say one dollar. It's, like, one dollar per night, and you can pay, like, the next day for your previous night. And he was like, oh, that's really good, so... They were about to have him sign on the, like, a contract to to stay for the night. And then someone behind the counter, like, this girl, whispers to him that he should read the fine print. Which, mm-hmm. which he seemingly does. Okay, can I just say... Yeah. I... I watched the whole movie, and I only found out on Wikipedia just now that he's illiterate. What? And I just realized... That I should have known because there's the whole thing about the the girl like noodle yeah. trying to teach him how to read. Yeah, and I just completely forgot about you that. You forgot, or you didn't like realize? I during... forgot. Oh, okay. I didn't realize during this scene, and then I didn't think about it. So then I forgot he was illiterate, and then I read the Wikipedia, and then I remembered he was illiterate, and then I realized that's why he got tricked, because yeah. he couldn't actually understand the terms in the contract. So, like, at this point, he, he hears that she says, read the fine print, and he tries to read it, and literally, it's like page upon page upon page of fine print. It seems like he's reading it, and they're basically about to knock him out, because they're like, oh, he realizes <laughs> that this is a scam, and we're gonna, like capture him anyway but then he's like oh it all seems fine he signs and at this point i was like okay is he crazy does he just not care like is he that dumb yeah i just thought he was dumb yeah but noodle comes up and is like oh well like i tried to warn you and then we find out that he can't read he just never learned it made me feel like so bad for him and it i I felt bad for thinking that he was naive i'm just like he's doing the best he can he still has dreams like despite like things being stacked against him (laughs) honestly i was like oh my gosh (laughs) This melted my heart a little bit. You know why? You know why I think um, I I didn't give this a lower rating. Why? Is because of nostalgia, and not because of the whole Charlie the Chocolate Factory like rolled doll thing, but because the intro 
to this movie where he's on the boat mm-hmm. and he gets off and then he's like constantly talking about his dream mm-hmm. of opening his chocolate shop mm-hmm. and that whole thing really reminded me of Luffy from One Piece. Oh, yes, yes. They have a similar vibe. Yeah, like they're both kind of dumb, <laughs> but also kind of overpowered at the same time and both really kind bubbly um naive golden retriever puppy vibes yeah and they both have big dreams um and they both go care through about a lot their of hardships exactly they're so similar to me um in my head that like there's a lot of subconscious like oh this reminds me of my favorite anime but yeah. at the same time I don't like musicals that much, and I just kept seeing Timothy Chalamet. So the two things kind of met in the middle, and I gave it 3.723. Anyway. This is something that, for some reason, I put a lot of thought into, like, what must have happened between now and, you know, like, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie for him to be kind of less... You know, he's like, he has a very different personality in um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? Like the 1971 movie. Yeah, that's or, true. Or I the think. book. And I'm just like, you know, he must have been really hurt <laughs> by true. the world. You know, and I'm already feeling like sad again. Because he's so, yeah, he's so Luffy-like. He's so, you know, ready to see the good and everything. But in Charlie and Chocolate Factory, he's literally murdering children who deserve it. But, you know. <laughs> who deserve it. Okay, let's be clear. Neither of us condone violence against children. Neither of us support murder but it was very satisfying to watch those spoiled rude mean little gremlins in the original movie get freaking like blown up or you know whatever the heck happened to them yeah but like can you imagine him doing that i can't you know what must have happened to him you know he's like alone he doesn't even have any of his friends in charlie and the chocolate factory he's just like alone with the oompa loompas and like working on his chocolate. What about what about Noodle? Honestly, like this movie made me like think so much about like Willy Wonka and his life. Like the lore behind yeah. it, and like the story of between this movie and the original. Yeah. Movie. Anyway, it's so good. Yeah. Okay, for the sake of brevity, because every single time we review a movie, we we're always like. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know if we can fill the time. I don't have that much to say. And then we end up talking for like two hours. Okay, back to the back to the <laughs> plot. Okay, so he realizes that he's basically signed a slave contract where he has to work off. He has to work off his debt in the hotel. The way they get you is they're like one night stay is $1, but the bed rental was $1,000 and the water usage was like another 1000 So he ends up oh owing something like 10000 dollars yeah he's he's in a situation that i really related to i think the movie did a good job in this scene there's so many times i went on airbnb and then i was like oh look it's only like 30 dollars a night and the cleaning fee is more than the actual stay like i'll stay for like three days so it's like 90 dollars and the cleaning fee for some reason is like 120 dollars yeah and there's a service fee, and I get taxed, and then the owner is like, you have to wash everything, you have to take out the garbage, and I'm paying, like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I understand, like, 
they need to charge some cleaning fee because hotels have economies of scale. So it's cheaper for hotels to clean shit. But still, like I, I felt personally victimized by a lot of um, Airbnb places where I was like, they're charging a lot of money for like a okay stay yeah but at least at least i didn't get into a slave contract but i think yeah at least you didn't get into a slave contract this just happens to him but like he has to work it off with a bunch of other people who have also you know fallen to the same scam by mr and mrs oh not mr and mrs scrubbit mrs scrubbits (laughs) yeah bleacher is like her her henchmen, they're not yeah. together at this point. At this point, okay. At this point. Okay, so he's like, no problem, I'm gonna strike it rich because my chocolates are gonna do so well, I'm gonna have my own shop. Yeah. So he goes to the, what is it, Gallery Gourmet? That's yeah. what you said it's called. He sets up just like a little, like, he's, he basically stands in the middle of the square and invites people to try his chocolate for free. Um... And if you know Willy Wonka, his stuff does stuff to you. <laughs> yeah, so he introduces hover chocks. It looks normal at first. It looks kind of colorful. Like it looks really, like an egg. Yeah, like colorful Easter egg. And he just hands them out to random people. And then they start floating. But before that, actually before that, there's the three chocolatiers who are like already really established. Um, they come over and they start mocking him and then like they also try his chocolates <laughs> so they call the uh, chief of police because he's selling chocolate without a store which is illegal in this area I guess and at the same time the chocolatiers that he gave the chocolates to they are floating up and t- into the ceiling of this gallery gourmet place so at this point, I was like, he he is screwed because the police are coming for him. And he's also in a slave contract. So the movie did a good job of making me um, wonder what was going to happen next. Yeah, I was like, it's so bleak. I don't know like what he could possibly do. And also the three chocolatiers, it totally like gave me vibes of Belgium. What? <laughs> okay, Belgian chocolates. Everyone knows in Belgium, yeah, chocolates. On the main street, there's like three or four chocolatiers that are really well known. And they all have, you know, plaques that say they were established a very long time ago and they're very fancy and all the tourists, when tourists search like best Belgium chocolate, they're like all on the top, you know, five lists. I just imagine like if you wanted to kind of like be like a startup chocolatier, um, you wouldn't be able to in a place like that. I was I was like this is this is real man. For someone who doesn't like chocolate, you know an awful lot about chocolate because I knew about Belgian and chocolates like vaguely, but I didn't know about what it looked like when you were there. Have you been to well, Belgium? I, I, I've been, yeah. And like as someone who doesn't like chocolate but like knows the rest of the world likes chocolate, I was like when I'm here, I need to buy chocolate and give it to my family and friends. And uh yeah, like, it, it was crazy, chocolate buying and how there's just those shops that everyone knows to go to. That's true. That's a very realistic part of the movie as well. Like, I don't want to say bad things about it, because as, like, a non-chocolate enjoyer, I honestly can't really <laughs> tell. Like, other than, like, visually, like, it's very pretty. 
like I can't really tell good chocolate versus bad chocolate. Just putting it out there, like maybe it is really amazing. I just I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I definitely think there are、um, standards that should be upheld. You know, like so I I do、um, have a little bit of snobbery in me in the sense that I do believe that there are. People who sell better chocolate than others. I think that's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's cool that you had that experience in Belgium. So let's so okay. Let's talk about this like chocolate cartel since we're talking about the snobs. So <laughs> these three people, they're not just competitors. They kind of they work together and they own all of. Do they say like cocoa? They have like a chocolate repository in the underground. Honestly, this part of the world building is a bit weird to me because, okay, let's be real. You say cartel, people think drugs, and, and well, I say cartel because that's literally what they say. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to like push the drug angle, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, you know, let's 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 like in the interest of time, let's just like get this <laughs> off the table. So this chocolate cartel. They own a river of chocolate that's underground, and that's how they make the chocolate. But they dilute it when they're like making chocolate, so that the people, the people, are not having pure chocolate or the best chocolate. And their chocolate is so good that it's addictive, and they use it, you know, to bribe authorities, their henchmen,、um, by giving them like the pure. <laughs> stuff. Sounds like drugs.、Um, they use it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, like, so that's the situation. Yeah, that's and the I didn't want to make it sound like like you, Sarah. You're making, you're pushing an agenda. You're indoctrinating the children. Yeah, I'm not. I know. I just,、I'm、I just、not. wanted to say that, like, you know, like when you like, like if people say cartel, you think drugs. And I found that really amusing that in a pretty family friendly、yeah. movie, they had a lot of subtle kind of drug references. Like they had their secret. Yeah, the purity. Yeah, like the purity. Their secret supply of the chocolate. The um, you know, very realistic to have <laughs> in a world where chocolate is apparently like so addictive and everyone loves it so much. Like you could see, you know, people because it's not it's not like a drug in the sense that like it'll get you addicted in the same way as like a hard drug. But no, but that's because people aren't having the pure <laughs> stuff. Like. That's why they're not addicted, but like they give that good stuff to, you know, people they yeah, want to. I, I don't like, know what bribe, the timeline is you know? for this, but the chief of police got very fat very quickly. Like he went from normal to morbidly obese within a very short span of time. Yeah, he literally said he was like, <laughs> "I gained a hundred and fifty pounds in a week." LOL. <laughs> but it has to go somewhere. But like, you can't like. The physics doesn't physics. No, but like, he was、understand. having like literally like a truckload of chocolate like a week. So, okay, it's okay. We'll, we'll let's let let's let it slide. <laughs> okay, okay, and and their chocolate repository is guarded by five hundred chocoholic monks. <laughs> and one of the monks isn't one of the monks Rowan at at. Kinson, yeah, yeah, it's Mr. Bean. 
That was really fun. That was a fun cameo. I like that one because I really like Mr. Bean. I had the flu for the past like 10 days and I watched some Mr. Bean. It made me happy. So that added some points to my star okay. rating. Let's talk about Noodle. <laughs> okay, so Noodle is like this girl who the Scrubbits like sort of adopted but really like enslaved. Not the Scrubbits. It's M- Mrs. Scrubbit. Sorry, sorry. I know. I believe in. I believe in their love story. <laughs> their love story is a okay. lot. We have to talk about that. But it's okay. so much. Okay. Okay. So basically, they found Noodle as like a baby, as an abandoned baby, and because they obviously did a lot for her, they seriously scammed her into owing like something like thirty thousand dollars. And she basically works as their slave, and she's never had chocolate before. So it was like a really touching moment when you know Willie has her try chocolate the first time. She was like, "I'm kind of sad that you showed this to me because now I don't know like how I'll be able to go back to the time before I had chocolate." And we also get some of、um, Willie's backstory here. His backstory is pretty touching、um, because his love for chocolate. Goes back to his mother, who seemed like a very nice lady, <laughs> because、mm-hmm. they didn't have much money. Just from the flashback, you could、mm-hmm. tell he was very poor. They lived on a boat,、mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a super. It wasn't in any like super fancy yacht situation. So his mother still、mm-hmm. tried to give him chocolate by getting a bean every. Was it how often did she get a bean? It was it was once a year、yeah. on his birthday, like a bean. Yeah, like a, a bean a day, like this, like you know, like very small quantities, and saving them up for his birthday so she could make a single bar of chocolate for him, like a small bar. Yeah, that was nice because it showed that first of all, like his mother had this like commitment to you know I want to give my son something that he really enjoys even if. We don't have anything, and he's at this point still pretty down on his luck. And you can tell he came from a poor background. So bonus points for empathy. It kind of made sense, like that's how he was able to maintain his like childlike innocence, because his mom was like really protective of him, like loved him and encouraged him to follow his dreams.、Mm-hmm. And she was the one that like designed that classic Wonka logo, which was super cute. On his one chocolate bar a year, she would she would draw like that W. Yeah. So she passed away from unknown reasons. I think it's unknown. At least yeah, I, don't I don't remember. I'm saying why. But、uh, so he still kept that chocolate, the last chocolate bar she made for him.、Okay. Yeah. So at this point, he's Willie is bonding with Noodle, the orphan girl who's also enslaved to Mrs. Scrubbit, and they work in this laundromat thing underneath. The boarding house, so they're with these other captives, and these other captives, like I didn't find that memorable to be honest. Yeah, one of them is an accountant, one of them is like a divorcee, and one of them is a telephone, like ex telephone operator. Yeah, so none of them really made a huge impression. But they all have their like skills. Yeah, they have very convenient skills. Yeah, <laughs> for opening a chocolate shop. Basically, like Wonka and Noodle, they have like a thing where Wonka wants to sell his chocolate that he makes in his room, 
and he has a little almost like a lab it's like a, it looks like a dresser but he can open it and there's so many bottles and you know i don't even know magical things inside that he can take with him it's like a portable chocolate factory mm-hmm. he he's been making chocolate and he wants to sell the chocolate and he also has to get certain ingredients like giraffe milk so he and noodle go to the zoo and milk a giraffe as one does oh and it was a super cute song it was the part where she was like i've never really felt happy until now and it was super cute yeah it was giving older brother and little sister vibes and the giraffe's name was abigail i remember this it was very cute the giraffe is very cute (laughs) is it a cgi giraffe it has to be right it must be i don't think they trained a giraffe to like trample people good point okay yeah so anyway they get milk and then what happens they're trying to sell chocolate but the bribed police are after um willie so it's like really difficult every time they make some money they get it confiscated and there's like little hints of references to the oompa loompa yes i think he's like he's like oh there's like orange men who steal my chocolate and i don't know if this was in the original book or movie because it's been a while but essentially he stole or not stole he took some cocoa beans from like the oompa loompa island and loompa land loompa land sorry loompa land loompa land and because of that the oompa loompas have a rule that if you steal from an oompa loompa you have to repay it back 1000 fold so this one oompa loompa is tasked with retrieving the chocolate that he stole but 1000 fold it's like kind of annoying that gets his chocolate stolen every once in a while also the oompa loompa is hugh grant i i realized that i was like oh another another um actor that takes me out of movie a little bit but i really liked him in this role i think his mannerisms were perfect i think um yeah i love hugh grant he's like Hugh Grant is like my introduction to rom-coms, pretty much. So he's also like my childhood-ish. Ooh la la. <laughs> he, he looks very orange with a lot of green hair. Um, but he also looks quite a bit older than Willie. And he's been kind of exiled in a way yeah. from Loompa Land, right? Because he has to keep stealing chocolate from this one guy. Which is not great. It doesn't sound that fun for him. And... Um, yeah, he's just like a grumpy old man. Yeah, it's great. The Oompa Loompa song is like the one of the one of the two songs that are from the original 1971. And before he even sang it, you could you hear the the tune, and I was like, I was immediately taken back. My mom was like, you "Used to sing this song, Sarah." Like, <laughs> okay, he started young. Yeah, started young. What were we? Oh, right. Wait, sorry, 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 sorry. I don't know if we mentioned. They they are trying to sell this chocolate to to um, pay off their debts, but also because Willie wants to open a chocolate store. So I guess they kind of have two goals. Yeah. So I think initially it's only Willie and Noodle who are working on this goal, but because he has to keep sneaking out, because obviously he's supposed to be like working at Mrs. Scrubbit's, but he's not because he's selling and making chocolate. Everyone kind of gets in on it. And they use the dog as, like, a... 
uh, as like a replacement worker. Yeah, it's like a treadmill for the dog that the dog's just running or walking on. But Willie invented this contraption, which is, I don't know how, but it cleans all the clothes just from the dog running on it. It's like some ridiculous yep. machine. It's running on dog energy. Yep. <laughs> One dog cleans all this clothes for everyone. Yeah. And so they all they're all working together at this point and then they they kind of tell him oh a good way to avoid the police is to use the potholes and like from the sewage underground so they're kind of all helping in that willie will sell chocolates when the police come they'll like take all their chocolate and money and then like go to the nearest pothole and that's how they're kind of successfully earning money at this point yeah i mean if it works it works um it works it works works it works you go into the sewers you get your uh, slave friends to help you and um they surprisingly they make enough money to open um the chocolate store it's really great for willie because he has going so well yeah he has friends he has a shop and now he can sell chocolate legally and that means the chocolate cartel and the police can't harass him it was really nice to see um like the cherry blossom tree chocolate and the uh, the clouds inside the shop are made out of cotton candy um and the song i don't remember a world the of song. your own sorry <laughs> i just it's a great song i bet it was i bet it was yep okay i believe it because i remember i enjoyed this song do you think Okay, do you think T- Timothy Chalamet can sing? Yes. As someone who is, um, like, fairly tone deaf, I think he can sing. I was very surprised. Okay, I also am kind of tone deaf, but I think, like, his voice is very pleasing <laughs> to the ear. So I was happy <laughs> with his voice. Yep. And also, Noodle has a really nice voice. I thought, like, I liked yeah. her voice a lot, so I wanted yeah. her to sing more. This is really good. Yeah, neither of us are particularly good at singing, I think, but I don't I don't know. I never heard you like actually try to sing. So you, for all I know, you could be hiding your talent, Sarah. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Neither am I. <laughs> okay, now that we've established <laughs> that. So he's opened his dream chocolate shop and his customers seem very happy. They're amazed, as they should be, because he seems a lot more creative with his chocolates than the other people, like the chocolate cartel people. Yeah, and his stuff is probably not diluted. Yeah, I don't know where he's getting some of his ingredients, um, milking giraffes in the zoo and other things, but his all his chocolates seem to like be magical as well. So they yep they like in make... the typical Wonka fashion. Yeah, not necessarily in a helpful fashion, but, you know, it'll do something. <laughs> it'll do something. Yeah. But something goes wrong, Sarah. This was very heartbreaking. I know. So, as you know, in typical Wonka fashion, you, like, you have chocolate as you're buying chocolate. And as everyone's in line and, like, the chocolate is, quote-unquote, flying off the shelves, start to no- the customers start to notice that their hair is changing color and, like, growing really long. Yeah. You know, he has a lot of things that could happen, but this was not intended. You know, because he's a stand-up guy, he, like, says, stop, everyone stop buying it, there's something wrong. People get very upset, they trash his store, it's it's very sad. 
you know, after like basically like two, one or two days of operation, um, they have to close down. And we find out that Mrs. Scrubbit is the one that did this. Yeah, with Yeti sweat. That's what the chocolates were contaminated with. Oh, Yeti sweat. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, I think, I think at this point, Miss Mrs. Scrubbit and Bleacher are already oh, together. So, so do you wanna do you wanna talk about their love story? I, I don't because okay. First of all, can I just say I really like Olivia Coleman, who plays Mrs. Scrubbit. Oh, what is she in? Like I, she didn't seem very um, familiar. She is a English actress, and she is like really decorated. She has a lot of okay, um, like like Emmy, Golden Globe. I don't remember the name of everything I've seen her in, but I liked everything that I saw her in, which is a good sign. Okay, so I really like her character. But <laughs> this this particular character was like. I don't know, just kind of like one-dimensional evil hag. Yeah. So I don't really remember exactly how she got with Bleacher. Okay. Okay, I remember. So I, let me let me tell you, Hannah. Okay. Enlighten me. Are you ready for the most epic love story? My body is of ready. All time. My body is ready. Sarah. Okay. Okay. So so they're talking about like how to distract um, Mrs. Scrubbit during the days because they're like leaving their posts and. Noodle was like, oh, she gets really into it when rich people come by because she, you know, she wants money. So she kind of panders. Is pander a word? Yeah. Yes. To like the rich and noble crowd. So Noodle kind of drops some hints around Mrs. Scrubbit that Bleacher is actually the long lost son of some like lord and noble family. Yeah. Basically implying that he's rich, right? Yeah. And then like Wong. Willie, because he can tell that Bleacher already likes Mrs. Scrubbit, so he's like, oh, it would be really great if you cleaned up a little and showed some thigh. God. Like, giving him, like, really bad fashion advice, basically. Which he follows. So what follows that is this really, really uncomfortable love story where they're trying to seduce each other successfully while he's dressed in, like, short shorts. I think I blocked that out of my mind because... Yeah, I, the sight of Bleacher in short shorts, just for some reason, I couldn't handle it. It was too sexy. I wasn't worthy. Yeah, it was too sexy. Of looking upon <laughs> his hairy, hairy thighs. But honestly... They were hairy. Yeah, but honestly, <laughs> I liked the fact that the two like bad guys, quote unquote, like, you know, they kind of got like a sweet ending well okay anyway that's that's jumping too far but yeah so they're at this whole point like where everything is happening they're banging basically and then they realize until they realize what's going on and then like they work together to poison the chocolate yeah it's giving bonnie and clyde it's giving mr and mrs smith it's giving chaotic duo jesse james from pokemon okay but but gross. But but they are both a little bit gross. And yeah, they have slaves. So we don't support yeah, so that's them. Gross. We don't support slavery on this podcast. We're not we're not supporting their love story because of that. Yeah. It's not just because of the thigh hair. Exactly. We have morals and principles we yeah. stand by. Yeah. Okay, so so at this point like Willie and and the crew, they're at their lowest point, right? They've lost 
all their money and they've lost the reputation that they have of you know because now now the public thinks that their chocolate could be poisonous yeah this part the plot thickens <laughs> the plot thickens because first of all the cartel comes to willie's shop that's been like kind of destroyed the cartel comes and says well you know if you leave town you go on this ship and you never come back you give up on your dream of having a chocolate shop forever we will pay off your debt and all your friends debt so noodle and the accountant and the divorce guy everybody can just live their life right mm-hmm. so he accepts their offer i know he gave up on his dream for his friends hannah yeah at this point it was like power of friendship but it was also very sad because yeah mm-hmm. the whole movie was like building up to get his chocolate shop but on a meta level i wasn't that sad because i know that he eventually succeeds because this is a prequel and we already know that he i know but it, like, i was still sad i knew <laughs> but i was still sad so like it was yeah it was still kind of sad but like because it's a prequel I think that takes away part of from the story okay this is a side rant but I usually don't like prequels because I already know what eventually happens it does take away from some mm. of the suspense and the tension I personally didn't feel like it took away from anything like I was in suspense to see like how he got his empire of chocolate yeah, but yeah, anyway, it's it's sad because first of all, like he's pretty naive. And I remember when I was in the theater, I was like, "You idiot." Yeah, I was like they're not going to hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah. But they actually did, you know, surprise shockingly. They actually did hold up their end of the bargain sort of. Sort um, of, not but in addition, they also like plan to kill him. Yeah, exactly. So like you a know. true cartel leader, like a true drug lord. You don't just let your enemy walk away. You say, "Here's a nice boat," and then you try to kill and them. And then blow it up. <laughs> yeah. And then you blow it up. But at this point is, uh, we get the Oompa Loompa. Um, his name is Lofty. I think. Yeah, I didn't Lofty. know he had a name. In my mind, he was like Hugh Grant the Oompa Loompa. Yeah, same. I just thought of him as an Oompa Loompa, but his name is Lofty. And he's also on the boat because his life mission is to steal the chocolates from Willie. So they're both there. So the chocolate cartel, they do indeed pay off the debts of everyone except for Noodle. For Noodle, they're like, oh, yeah, just keep her. Like, we'll pay you to keep her longer. Yeah, the... The Slugworth guy, Slugworth, with the with the ring and the and the freaking necklace. Okay, so I realize we didn't really talk about this yet, but um, Noodle has this ring that hangs around her neck, and it has like an N on it, and that's why she thought her name must start with an N. Did did Mrs. Scrubbit just name her Noodle? Yeah, I think they so. talked about it, but I kind of forget how exactly she was named Noodle. Yeah. But anyway, it's based on the like one thing she had when she came to Mrs. Scrubbit. She had that before, right? Like before yeah. Mrs. Scrubbit found her. So it's from yeah. her previous family. Yeah. On the ship, Willie realizes that Slughorn, Slugworth, Slugworth. <laughs> a Slughorn is a Harry Potter character. Yeah. 
Damn. Okay. Slugworth has the same ring, but it has like an S on it, right? Yeah. And maybe. Oh. Oh, that's why. Because he realizes, and then he goes to tell like the captain to turn around or whatever, and then、yeah. he sees the explosives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he realizes that like she's in danger because. Like she's related to Slugworth, and obviously Slugworth doesn't want good things to happen to her, so he he wants to go back to save Noodle. Yeah, at that point, Noodle is basically being kept as a prisoner because because they're being paid to like imprison her. Yeah,、more. so she's thrown into this like outdoor cell. <laughs> she's in there, sad until. The crew, the whole crew, comes to yeah, rescue her.、Crew. Yeah, yeah. The whole crew comes to rescue her, and they de- they decide that like the only way to kind of save Wonka's reputation is to sort of expose the cartel for all their like horrible deeds. And conveniently, they've written all their horrible deeds on a in a book. And conveniently, killed someone. <laughs> just write that down.、Like、bribed someone. Write it down. As As one does, as a cartel would do. As a、and、cartel would do. Conveniently, one of the slaves was like the former substitute accountant for the cartel. As one is, and and there therefore he knows what it looks like and he knows what's in there. And all they have to do is kind of break into the church with five hundred chocoholic monks and Mister Bean, and steal the book. Yeah, it was really funny to me that they had to infiltrate this like I don't know、um, cathedral place, and there's、yeah. it's just like what I really <laughs> liked how the monks they like you know you know like the monk hum the um like but they did that and like they put like about chocolate it I, I really I, I found that very funny. The world building is pretty incredible. Like how <laughs> it's not just. Like this one guy who really likes chocolate. Everyone really likes chocolate. It's not just、yeah. Willy Wonka. Like it seems like chocolate is dare I say like cocaine in this yeah, universe. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But like, just not as destructive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the way they infiltrate this church of chocolate,、um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, is by releasing Abigail. And she stomps on them. The giraffe chases Mr. Bean. <laughs> At this point, Wonka and Noodle are inside. Very conveniently, they can't find it at first. But then I think Wonka like knocks his elbow into something, and then the book is revealed in this hidden alcove.、Yeah. And then the cartel appears, the big bad. So all this is happening, but like Mr. Bean, he's really busy. Like he has to clean up the giraffe mess. The giraffe got taken back to the zoo, but he has to also like hold a funeral <laughs> at their headquarters because they're like a legitimate business. But the cartel basically says, "This is the end for you. We're just gonna drown you in chocolate because that that is like you know a very ironic way to go." Yes, for a chocolate lover like Willie, I was just thinking if he died,、yeah. then you know at least he died doing what he loved.、Um, yeah, I mean. I think he likes making chocolate, not like drinking it. <laughs> but, but it's fine. Like, he likes consuming it. You know, he likes to be around it, in it. Yeah, in it, filled by it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he 
he has some chocolate that he made and he was like can you please give this to Hugh Grant the Oompa Loompa and they're like sure but obviously they don't right and because they're evil because <laughs> they're evil and Hugh Grant the Oompa Loompa is like well now you've stolen from me and like you can't steal from an Oompa Loompa and he he does he like beat them up or or does he just he just sneak back I forget does does the Oompa Loompa beat up the cartel <laughs> I don't remember the Oompa Loompa beating anyone up. I just remember Noodle and Willie are in the chocolate. It's rising, rising to the ceiling, and it's really tense. And then at the top, there's see-through glass, and then the Oompa Loompa just sticks his face and says, like, hello, and then he opens the glass, and then they jump out. I don't remember anyone getting beat up, but I also don't have a great memory. I don't know why I have this, like, vision of him holding the empty jar and, like, whacking people with it. But, I don't know. <laughs> That's it, your headcanon. It's not important. It's my headcanon, maybe. But they, they basically, they get the book, and they, like, reveal, like, all the bad deeds that the cartel conveniently wrote down. And they expose the, the very obese police officer. And he's like, what? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't eat any chocolate. As he, like, struggles to exit the car. He's a junkie. Yeah. A choco junkie. Choco cho- choco junkie. Yeah, and fortunately there's like a couple police officers who haven't been bribed by chocolate and so they uphold the law and arrest everyone. They arrest all the evil people. Yay. Oh, oh, I forgot something very important, which is during the original opening of his shop, he opens the Oh no 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 no. No 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 no. I remember now. No no he, no 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Because, oh my god, my neighbors are going to hate me. It's past midnight. The walls in Japan are paper thin. But this is, this is important, Sarah. Okay, so I'm ready. We forgot to mention. We forgot to mention that when he opens the chocolate shop initially and then, like, fails, like, he has a whole thing where, like, he wants to... He wants to have... He wants to see his mother again. Oh... Okay, yes, this is quite important because (laughs) his his dream is to open a chocolate shop, but the reason is because his mom promised him that when he did open his chocolate shop one day that she would be there to, like, see it. And he just wants to feel like he did back when he was a kid. Yeah, and that part gave me chills because... I know. It didn't come across as cheesy at all, and it just felt like very mm-hmm. genuine because first yeah. of all like it fits his character yeah his he's like kind of already established as someone who's like you know like innocent like i i, I use innocent instead of naive now because it's very like childlike innocence where he just believes that his mom really will co- will be there when he opens his chocolate shop yeah so like with some other characters it might seem unrealistic because it is unrealistic if you're looking at it from like a rational adult perspective, but he's not a, a rational kind of like super serious adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as like the cartel is taken away, they open up the f- fountain to the repository, so that center fount central fountain in the city becomes a chocolate fountain, and everyone's like flocking to this fountain because it's basically like cocaine, I guess. <laughs> Which like is- free cocaine. It's fitting because there's a lot of research on how sugar does activate the part of the brain 
that lights up when you snort cocaine. I want to go into the nerdy stuff because, like, oh, the plant metabolism and the flavonoids. But anyway, anyway, we were, t- we we're talking about the fountain, and now everyone has free chocolate. Yeah, and uh, it's it's very cute. Willie opens up his last, you know, chocolate bar from his mom, and he breaks it up and shares it with the crew. Conveniently, there's one piece for each slave. <laughs> each former slave. Former slave. Yep. And then uh, Noodle asks him if he feels the same as he did back then. And then, you know, he realizes that it was always about the people you share your chocolate with. Then he looks into the distance and he sees his mom smiling at him. And it's very touching. Yeah, it's very touching. He's hallucinating. It's a beautiful hallucination. Also, there's the reason why like he knows like, oh, what matters is who you share the chocolate with is that there's a hidden golden paper inside the chocolate bar that his mom had wrapped for him. Oh, right. His mom was like, there's like a secret to making chocolate and I'll reveal the secret. And the secret ingredient or the secret is that it says what matters is who you share the chocolate with. And it's a nice callback to the original book and the film with mm-hmm. the golden ticket. So that's yeah. where the golden ticket comes from. Yeah, that was so good. Oh, so good. So that was a nice touch. Yeah. Because <laughs> you mentioned One Piece. It's like, imagine if they find the One Piece. The biggest meme is like, oh, the like true treasure <laughs> is friendship. <laughs> I would, I would, oh my god, I would be so mad. I'd be so mad if but that was the case. But it would be so funny. I'm sure people would riot. People would riot. They would pick it outside of Oda's door. They would be like, what the hell, man? No, Oda would never do that, I believe. <laughs> he knows that people would be pissed off. It was like, it was the power of friendship all along. That was the one piece. But it works here because it's not like... Like yeah. a freaking 9,000 episode series it's it, or like, you know, 9,000 chapters. This is like just one prequel to one movie. Yeah, it works. And then we kind of get Noodle's backstory revealed, which I don't fully remember. All I know is that the N was actually a Z and it stood for something that I couldn't pronounce. <laughs> and then that person was the brother of Slugworth. I don't exactly know what happened, but she was sick and her mom brought her to Slugworth when she was a baby to, like, get help. Um, and then he promised to help, and then he he threw her down the laundry chute of um, Mrs. Scrubbits. Yeah. Let me yeah. know if you remember more than this. I remembered less than that. And okay. that sounds right to me. <laughs> okay. So basically, she is Slugworth's niece, and mm. her mother didn't have like the means to support her at the time and then thought yeah. that Slugworth would help because he was wealthy, but he is horrible and tossed her down a laundry chute. Yep, and uh, like we don't really know anything about her father other than he was like in the family and his yeah. name started with a Z. But anyway, yeah. like the crew, Willie and was the it crew tracked down her mom. Yeah, it was a Z. It was like, oh, my God. oh, it was not an N. It was a Z all along. I thought it was a W or something. I forgot. But you know what? This oh. reminds me of One Piece again. Oh, the, the monkey the D. D. <laughs> like, you know what? Like, maybe Wonka the prequel is just like One Piece in disguise. <laughs> maybe Willy Wonka is Luffy. But what happened to him? 
What happened, Hannah? You Why is know. he so lonely? I don't know. I just find it funny that, like, in this version, he's so wholesome and family-friendly. And, and then in the 1971 version, he's murdering children and he's kind of insane. Yeah, so, I like, what happened? Because I would have expected at least, like, Noodle would have been with him and, like, and his friends and... Okay, you know what? It's it's too much to think about. It's, it's too, too much. much. It's too much. It's Just too like much. Mrs. Scrubbit and Bleacher and Bleacher's Legs, it's too much. Okay, let's end on the positive note, which is that they sing the Pure Imagination song, which is like the best song ever. It's even better than the Oompa Loompa song. And then Noodle gets a happy ending, and also Lofty the Oompa Loompa gets a happy ending. Yeah, Noodle is reunited with her mom, who like the crew tracks down. And Willie, like, finds the location of his chocolate factory, which is a castle. Yeah, it's an abandoned castle, which is awesome. And also, like, I don't know, I find it cute that Lofty, the Oompa Loompa, doesn't have anywhere to go. So Willie's kind of like, well, why don't you come with me? Yeah, and like, oh. and And, you know, sometime in between, like, now and, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like, they recruit all of the Oompa Loompas, and I just imagine, like, Lofty is the boss Oompa Loompa. See, even though Willie has no one, at least he had the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, he has a lot of them. And I thought it was nice that there's a thematic consistency because Noodle um, gets reunited with her mother, and even though Willie can't, you know, see his mother again because she's not alive, but he can still help someone else reunite yeah. with their mother. So it's it's nice. Like, it ties into the themes about family and mothers. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I honestly, I can't stop thinking about Willy Wonka and, like, his journey after this movie. Because, you know, we call him Willy, but in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he's Mr. Wonka, right? Yeah. He's not, like, a Willy anymore. And that just makes me really sad. <laughs> It is sad if you think about it because it feels like a loss of innocence. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's thematically kind of sad because it makes you think about, like, you live your whole life trying to achieve this dream, and then you achieve it, and then you still become this jaded man, you know? Like, you lose this yeah. magic that you had in your childhood. So that's why I, I, I like appreciate this movie even more because it, it was so happy and wholesome, but like how happy and wholesome it was like really made me think about his character and you know life. It's quite a it's quite deep, Hannah. I also think that you are the kind of person who resonates with this kind of character and will think about like how these um, things like with a story tied together with the lore and everything because not everyone thinks like that so I appreciate that you do think like that because I don't want to be like oh you have imagination you know but <laughs> it's like it's kind of true because most adults lose this sense of wonder about the world and people and um, people's stories like how did this person become the way they are. And I appreciate that you still think about that. Um, I mean, this is a fictional context, but... Yeah, definitely 
fictional. I'm quite attached to many fictional characters. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you really engage with like starting from like childhood with like Roald Dahl and his book, and then now many years later, right? It all yeah. it all comes full circle. It all does truly come full circle. It's very nice, and、uh, yeah, like like I said, I would have given this like a five out of five, but I have to reserve that to like my favorite movies that I will watch over and over again. And if if I watch this again, and I'm just like, I need to, you know, we can upgrade it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to give it another chance as well. Like, you know, we can always re- revisit things、um, because I watched it in a very specific context where I was.、Um, Already annoyed because I had to find a theater that was showing this movie with、um, without the Japanese dub, <laughs> so I had oh, to. Oh, right. Like, so I was kind of limited with specific times,、mm-hmm. and it was kind of late when I watched it, so I was a bit grumpy. It was getting close to my bedtime,、oh. and <laughs> I'm but a wee lass, okay. And I was like, okay, it's getting close to my bedtime, and. <laughs> Um, and it was also interesting because, so there was like the、uh, epilogue at the end where Mrs. Scrubbit and Bleacher actually get arrested. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, people in my theater like left before that, like it was happening, and they were leaving, and I was just like, sit back down. <laughs> you know, I had the opposite situation where like I was watching this, everyone stayed. And then they even stayed after that, and I was like, oh shoot, is there gonna be something after it? But there wasn't. I wanted to stay,、um, but people were leaving. It 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 upset me, Hannah. Oh no! I suggested to watch this movie, and the reason I knew about it was because when I was watching Barbie in theaters, this was the trailer that played before Barbie. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yes, I like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka." That's part of the good. Good thing about I guess watching in theaters is, you know, you get to see the trailers for upcoming movies, and sometimes you find something、uh, that you really want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see anything very. I think they're making Inside Out too. I remember liking Inside Out. Yeah, I, I love. Clearly,、Pixar. I only like kids' movies. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, like I feel like both of us. Do have a childish side, but I I think like between the two of us, like we both have like a really jaded side,、mm-hmm. and also a kind of more childish side. So that's why I think we're friends. Yeah, it's weird because like we can both be like super cynical about people and their motives, but at the same time, just be like, oh wow, I want something wholesome and sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a wrap for our first podcast episode. To our one, maybe two listeners out there, thank you very much for your support, and we hope you'll stick around for our next episode.